0: in the morning a man framed for murder uses a serum to become invisible then escapes to find the killer i'm Corey, and i'm paul and we are the The b movie -Movie bros Bros. Here review b movies to the best of our ability sometimes we get off topic but randomness is a gift so here we are joining you again for uh some good old-fashioned universal movie monsters And uh, this time, we are taking a look at The Invisible Man Returns from 1940. What you heard was the Amazon.com description. So, let's dive right into this with our technical difficulties top and bottom three of the movie. How about we start out with, what what was bad about this movie? Let's start with the bottom. Alright. I'll get going with number three. This movie seems to take forever to get the ball rolling and unleash some invisible mayhem. I don't even know how long into the movie it was. It just kind of felt forever. And the movie's only an hour and 20 minutes long. Number two. The Invisible Man doesn't kill anyone in this movie. And I'm sorry, if you're a universal monster, you should be killing people.
1: He was a completely different guy, too. The original one died in the first one, so it made sense. But, yeah, not really comparable. And number one. Spoiler
0: alert. Really... The antidote was just a blood transfusion. How anticlimactic. Testing a new drug to be able to perform emergency surgery would have been so much more dramatic, but probably cost a lot more money.
1: Yeah, that one, that was kind of a letdown. It's like, oh, a blood transfusion. That solves everything, of course. Number three, most of the characters were kind of boring. They weren't bad by any means, just not all that impressive. Number two, the title is misleading. The Invisible Man doesn't return. He died in the original film as well as in the book. The invisibility drug was injected into a new guy by the original original Invisible Man's brother, who apparently exists and has the same name and does the same thing he does. I mean, at least, you know, it didn't turn out that, like, the invisibility drug was also like some kind of elixir of life or gave him some kind of other superpowers because that would have been really really dumb well i mean the the invisible man in this movie does return to visibility at the end so I,
0: i i guess you could construe it that way too the the invisible man returns
1: yeah there are a lot of ways you can construe it but none of them are they're all misleading And number one, much like the original film, I don't really like the fact that the invisibility drug has the side effect of turning those who take it insane. In the original story, Dr. Griffin became mad with power because he was free from any restrictions or repercussions of his actions. He felt entitled to take whatever he wanted and do whatever he he wanted. He he considered himself kind of like a god because of it. It's um, loosely based off the... um, the Ring of gygus which is um, a story told in Plato's Republic about um, when you don't have any repercussions for your actions, if you can turn invisible, basically most people won't follow morality. So that's why society needs to be structured in a certain way. And both these movies kind of have that, you know, with them acting, acting out in ways they normally wouldn't. And if you view the invisibility drug as... More of a metaphor than an actual like side effect of madness, then it kind of works. However, I really think that it kind of undermines the the autonomy of the characters and kind of frees them responsibility of their actions rather than just being um, lacking um, consequences for for it. I mean, in the in the original story. Um, I don't, I don't even know if it was a, was an invisible um, drug or not. I know it was like some kind of light refraction because he was like a, a ginger or something like that. It was kind of weird. But I, I, I feel like having the drug make them insane really defeats the purpose of the entire story. Well,
0: I think we should talk about what was, what was good here. So I think uh, on the top for me, number three, All the invisible fight scenes from this movie were much better than the invisible fight scenes from Fight Club. Yes, I do think Vincent Price could beat Tyler Durden any day of the week.
1: No contest.
0: Number two. Once Vincent Price started messing around with the drunk guy, the film really did begin to pick up pace and didn't really let down until the very end. And number one, Vincent Price. Even though he's 99% voice only in this movie, he still has the most commanding presence on screen.
1: Hell yeah. So for to my top three, number three, Dr. Griffin's brother, also named Dr. Griffin, reminds me of like a 1940s prototype of Herbert West from The Animator, which of course is played by the great Jeffrey Combs. And he's an he's an obsessed scientist working on a serum that defies natural law for reasons that mostly are just for the sake of like doing it rather than, you know, for humanity, and he he doesn't really care all that much about the effects it has on people. I mean, he kind of does to an extent of what it does to Jeff, but, you know, when Jeff disappears at the end, he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to keep doing this anyways. Uh, number two, at the start of the film, I kind of thought they were going in a different direction with this. It seemed like the theme was going to be if um, Life on the Run, where you're constantly looking over your shoulder and you're inadvertently endangering everyone you love. Is it better than, you know, surrendering and, you know, facing death? It seemed like a really interesting idea. The main character was a was a guy sentenced to death for a crime he didn't commit. And I, I kind of thought that's what they were going for, but they kind of deviated from that idea really early on. And I, I was disappointed in that, but it was definitely an interesting concept like is life without freedom worth living and I, I appreciate the fact that they at least kind of tried to touch upon something even if they didn't fully go into it And number one, young Vincent Price playing the Invisible Man was fantastic. He outshined all the other characters and re- really put everybody else to shame there wasn't a, really there wasn't a single character that matched his performance.
0: So, something we didn't really mention here was the dialogue. So, let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You two tell us who
1: had the better quotes. You can go ahead and get us started. I'm beginning to know why, Ghost Moon. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat! If worst comes to worst, I can get a job haunting a house. He took his clothes off. No wonder she fainted. Drink to me. Hail, invincible leader.
0: And that ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or would like to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 5 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. So, the, invincible man, the Invisible Man returns. Or Different
1: superhero. Or, or as villain,
0: I, I don't know. Monster. As I like to call it, Vincent Price's voice, the movie. Vincent Price's voice fucks with people because they murdered his brother and framed him, damning him to the gallows. But Vincent Price don't play shit like that. He turns invisible and goes after the bastards. No one can stand in the way of his voice as it rampages through the countryside and straight into town. It is the only thing that matters in this movie. And if it weren't for Vincent Price, this would be a solid eight of boring, cashing in on a sequel film, making you know,
1: a film to a good, good film. Indeed. So I gave it a 4 out of 10 because it's never easy making a sequel to a well-known and critically acclaimed film, especially when the protagonist of the film dies at the end, bringing the story to a decisive conclusion. Going into The Invisible Man Returns, I wasn't expecting much and ended up getting just that. The movie could overall be summed up in one word, average. The story wasn't particularly interesting, most of the performances were passable, and the action was alright, but very seldom. The best part of this movie was by far Vincent Price, who played Jeff Radcliffe, the new Invisible Man. Despite predominantly being a disembodied voice, his performance was as charming and dramatic as one would hope, ironically making him the most visible character in the entire film. However, much in the way that Vincent Price's performance outshadowed the rest of the cast, the movie remained in the shadow of its predecessor, failing to stand out in any meaningful way. It was an unnecessary sequel, which added little to the concept or the mythos of The Invisible Man. I think it's time we drink away the flick.
0: Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Samson offers someone a cigar, take a drink. Number two, anytime Jeffrey puts on a different outfit, take a drink. Number three, every time someone mentions going mad, take a drink. And number four,
1: whenever Jeffrey hits anybody, take a drink. Every time Dr. Griffin turns something invisible, take a drink. Every time 1940s stop-motion animation is used, take a drink. Take two drinks if you can see the strings holding up an item. Every time Jeff laughs maniacally, take a drink. And every time you see a police officer, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, likes on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or on my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, BMovieBros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, this is the second Universal Monster movie that we've reviewed. Um, well, this time we're going first instead of last, so we're kind of changing things up a bit. But let's rank the two that we've reviewed. So, for me,
0: in the number two spot is The Invisible Man Returns. Aside from Vincent Price, very forgettable. Number one. Frankenstein great story great drama and overall great
1: everything oh yeah I I gotta agree with that one Frankenstein is such an amazing film and it stayed true to the concept of the original book but but created its own kind of story whereas this one just kind of followed along with what came before it without really any lasting impression
0: so until next time friends be brave be alive and be back for
1: more. Alright, so this is week one of Universal Monster Movie Month, part two. With a review of The Invisible Man Returns, next week will be a review of Frankenstein Meets the Wolf Man. so make sure to catch that as we continue on with Universal Monster Month, part two. In the meantime, enjoy this promo to their upcoming episode. Andy here from the Black Cat Shadow podcast. I want to invite the listeners of the B Movie Bros to take a step into the Black Cat Shadow in the month of October. Me and my co host Phantom Dark Dave will be continuing the second Universal Monsters podcast crossover series with our episode on the sequel to The Wolfman, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. We will share our thoughts both on the movie and the behind the scenes difficulties that plague this movie. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Stitcher, and most other podcast apps. And remember to take a closer look at the world around you, and you might just find that it is stranger and more mysterious than you thought, especially in the black hat shadow.